With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my show. I'm your host, Diana Bawaros, award-winning, best-selling author, Fire and Ice, The Journey of Transformation, The White Within, and award-winning filmmaker living in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. And you can find out more about me on my website, dianabawaros.com, as well as subscribe. Let me know what kind of a topic you wish me to cover, and I'll be more than happy to do it. Thank you so much to all of my listeners who are subscribing, who are commenting, who are listening. I love you. All my love to you. So today I have, I'm so honored to have this amazing, amazing guest. And she lives in Hollywood and she's uh, an actress. She's an author. She does a lot of things and I'm going to leave it to her to tell you about herself. Her name is Brandy Stilwell. Welcome, welcome, Brandy, to my show. Please introduce yourself and, of course, tell us everything. We would love to know what you have been doing since you moved to Los Angeles, even before anything you would like to share with the listeners today. Oh, thank you so much. Um, It's my pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you having me. Um... I am that person that um, has bad luck, but I learned a long time ago that, you know, I, I have gallons and gallons and jugs of lemonade. Uh, so if that's what, like, hands you the lemons, I have more lemonade to go around, and I'm happy to share it with anyone. Um, I, you know, my father used to introduce me as his daughter that had the black cloud that followed her everywhere that she went. And I'm like, thank you. Um, but uh, I always kind of joke that I'm that person that's in the race. I'm in the race, but you only hear about the people that take first, second, or third. But I take like fifth or seventh or eighth, and that's because I read the directions wrong. I turned right instead of left. There was a manhole that was left open. I fell inside. Um, so I'm there, I'm here, I'm in the race, you just don't, and I do, and I, and I thought, and I, and I finished a lot ahead of a lot of other people, but I, you just never hear about me (laughs) because again, I fell in the open manhole or something like that had happened. Uh, so, um, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, I had so many friends you know, when I started out young in this town, and this town isn't for everyone, but I have, I'm still here. I'm still hustling. Um, I still do, you know, I do improv. I do storytelling. Um, I do voiceover. 
you know, where a lot of friends, even before the pandemic, were like, all right, I gave it my shot. I'm going to move home to New Jersey now and become a realtor. And that happened to so many of my friends. And then even during the pandemic, they're like, okay, I'm moving home to New Jersey to be a realtor. And you're like, no. And so there's like few and few less of me (laughs) that are out here. But I'm still trying and I'm still treading water and I'm still hustling. And, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. My back, my whole body sounds like a haunted ship. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying. I'm trying. Uh, so, yeah, and out of all of these um, tragedies, which, again, you know, you know, I wrote a book called None of This is Going According to Plan. And in the book, you know, the whole thing is, you know, you get knocked down seven, seven times. You've got to get back up eight. So you just got to keep – you just have to keep trying and – you know, it's now when we're, you know, I'm so used to having weird random things happen to me that I hardly even react anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, that just happened. All right, let me clean it up. <laughs> just keep going. All right, I might be a few minutes late. Um, actually, to give, to give you an idea of, like, how things are, um, a couple of months ago, a friend of mine gave me this really expensive, like, nice, candle but it was like you know it's this good luck candle you burn it and good luck's going to come to you so in my in my living room I have like a 1958 coca-cola window machine and it's like five feet tall and I'm like five six and it's the only place in my apartment that I can really put a candle that my cat can't get to and like burn the place down so I have it sitting on the coke machine and I kind of threw a Hail Mary to a friend in an email and I got up and I walked over to my lit candle that's on the five foot tall Coke machine. And again, I'm five, six. And I started to give the good luck candle a pep talk. And I'm in the middle of, Hey, if there's anything you could do to speed things along, I'd really appreciate. And I can't even get the word appreciate out when I hear this weird, awful noise. And it sounded like, a picture sliding off the the wall and I'm looking around for this weird this weird noise when I realize it's my hair and it's on fire um and so I go running into the bathroom and I don't panic I'm like okay this just happened and just patting my head down I never saw flames because I'm patting it down and you know as a woman you have like fly away with in your hair and that's what set on fire <laughs> I get to oh my, my scene gosh, in the kitchen, oh my gosh. and it, it's just it's ash lots of like black ash and <laughs> hair there was a lot of hair <laughs> and now my hair smells like a 1980s home Ogilvy home perm and I'm like my whole apartment just reeks of like <laughs> like a fire um and, again, all I could do was, like, well, I guess I'll document it. And I just took pictures of my sink and the candle. And I and then I couldn't stop laughing because this wouldn't happen to anybody else that would set their hair on fire by giving a pep talk to a good luck candle. So, yeah, you know, these things happen. And then, you know, again, the milk is spilled. So you just clean it up and you move forward. Um, I can wear a hat. I have no one to impress right now. So, um, 
I'm already in the middle of uh, bad hair choice because I was like, oh, I should probably get some Audrey Hepburn bangs, which is adorable and it's cute for a little bit. But then when you try and grow them out, it, you know, you kind of look like alfalfa from these little rascals and it just stands straight up. So to have my hair catch on fire and have those wisps, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> just going to put a headband on <laughs> or a hat. And that's where we've been for the last, we're still in the process of growing things back out again. You know, that's how I live my yeah. life. You, you get knocked down seven times, you get back eight. So there you go. Absolutely. I get knocked down, yeah. Exactly, 100 times, and I'm always getting up, you know, and I live in Hollywood, and we are on the same page, basically, so... I can write the book of my, for my life uh, for sure, and you have to. It's really nice because you can laugh, uh, you know, at the things that are happening in your life. And I strongly suggest, as a life coach, to people don't tell the, I have a bad luck or anything like this because you are attracting more of it. Don't do it. Well, you, well, and well just, that was my father. That's how I grew up. That's how I, you know, as a child, that's how I thought life was. But now as an adult, I'm like, no, you, that, don't say that to people because you know. And now it's like, okay, um, put the good energy out there. You just have to put the good energy out there. And if, if you, you got to pivot, you have to learn how to pivot. And if you, um, you know, it's, you have to teach yourself to, to laugh at things, you know, Crying isn't going to get, it's a lot of weight on your shoulders. If you let it go and just be like, oh, that happened and it's funny. It's like, hey, I kind of lost some weight on my shoulders and we can laugh about it. So, yeah, I agree 110%. Do not put that out there. That was my father. That was my childhood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's not good. Just don't do it. Just don't uh, Use negative negative talk or anything like this. Can I ask you, how, uh, ask you? I'm sorry. How long you have been here in Los Angeles? Oh goodness, so long. I mean, I've, I don't even. I don't. I don't know. I'm. That would mean I'd have to do math in my head really quick. Um, for quite. A, it was the turn of the century. How about that? <laughs> oh, okay. It was, okay. It okay. was the late 1900s. Um. Uh, yeah, I've done, gosh, I've worked on everything from Mad TV, Family Guy, American Dad. I've done shows on the CW that I would not put on my resume for anything. I'm like, oh, I might, my, you know, my feet might start getting hot somewhere later in life. I'm like, oh, no, I must be going to hell for working on that show. Um, but, you know, and then... I've worked at Warner Brothers and DC Comics and freelance, um, uh, freelance writer for Disney. And I've done everything, you know, at Disney from Star Wars books to The Incredibles, uh, The Princess and the Frog, Mickey and Friends, Zootopia. Um, so I, I've had a, a long list of, really amazing, you know, titles that I've been able to work on in my life here. And I'm so thankful for it. Very, very thankful for it. 
that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So you were able to put your foot in this Disney, CW, all of these TV stations, which are very popular, and uh, resistance pays off. That's what I can tell you now. Maybe yeah. you have to go through all of these lessons so you can learn something. Usually things like this happen in our lives, so we have to learn something from it. And that's how we have to see it. And like you said, from the lemon, make lemonade. Uh, you know, I know I have tons of those here also. But uh, when we continue to try, we eventually get where we want to go. Just don't give up. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I'm telling everybody. Just continue to do it. Don't listen to negative thoughts. Don't listen to anybody. The only person you should listen to is yourself. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us. Tell us about your book. None of this is going according to plan. I kind of have an idea what is this book about, but share with the listeners, please. Um, well, you know, again, my whole life I have been able, I'm that person that, you know, is getting ready to walk across the graduation stage, but I have toilet paper stuck to the bottom of my shoe. Or I could walk, you know, be at dinner with friends and go into the bathroom and have something bizarre happen, um, you know, where they just mopped the floor <laughs> and I have slipped and fallen and skidded underneath the bathroom stall, making eye contact with whoever's on the toilet, laying there soaking wet, like, hi, I'm sorry, excuse <laughs> me, and then have to push myself back out underneath the stall. Um, so... I just have my entire life, even I did an internship in New York City a lifetime ago, and everyone used to be, you know, I could go to lunch, and I'd come home, I'd come in from lunch just covered in pigeon poop, and they're like, what happened? And I'm like, I, was, I just went to buy peanuts from the guy on the corner in the park, and, and you know, I had pigeon poop on me. Um, uh, but they... Uh, even in New York at the um, the internship that I had done, people were like, screw Seinfeld, I want Stillwell. And people always would be like, you have the most amazing stories. And, you know, I have literally, like, you know, before computers were a thing, I had, you know, journals, and I would write stories down, the things that had just happened. And then, you know, then computers, Internet comes along, and then you start I just started cataloging things, and then Facebook, Facebook would, you know, had come along, and I would start writing, you know, story time with Aunt Brandy, and it would just be random, bizarre stuff that would have just happened to me. And um, I was going originally the name of the book for the longest time was called Jesus Hates Me, but my mother tolerates me. Seventy short stories to give you a big idea why. Oh and God. everyone loved the title except for my own mother. Uh, she had a problem with it. And she's the one person that I just couldn't, you know, I'm like, I can't go against her. I just can't. She's been too good to me. So I can't do that. So that's why I pivoted and switched it to none of this is going according to plan. And I mean, I have hundreds of stories. And actually, in the book, there are 60, and right before, and it's already been greenlit for a sequel because I got them, uh, and we are doing an audible. 
But the um, right before it went to the printer, I was like, can we cut, let's cut, like, uh, my publisher, um, John Booker, who's an awesome, wonderful human being, I was like, there were, it was 68 stories. And, again, they're all, they all have, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. I call it a toilet reader. So, um, or if you're, you know, you need to kill time before you go to bed or you're on the subway, you are on a bus, you are waiting for your friend to pick you up, you can read a chapter because every story is it stands alone. And, you know, some might be five pages, the next one might be 12, the next one might be eight. It just depends on how long it took me to tell it. And, you know, even cutting eight stories before it went to the printer, it's still over 400 pages long. So you do get (laughs) – it is a thick book, and uh, you do get the value out of it. And, you know, since it's already been greenlit for a sequel, I have, like, 30 stories that are that are ready to go. And then every now and then friends would be like, hey, do you remember when this happened? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I put that <laughs> – I pushed that away out <laughs> of the universe. Oh yes, I should. I need to go write that down. So that is still happening. And then, luckily, you know, on Facebook Memories, every day it, it's like here's your memories of what happened in your life on this date all these years ago. And then here's a story time with Aunt Brandy, and you're like, oh my God, I feel shame again. Yes, I remember this. I need to put this in the book <sighs> over here and write it down. And then when I get a second, I will completely flush it out because then it all comes back to you and you're like here everyone live in my shame um and if you can laugh along with me then you know go for it i don't make fun of anybody else but i can make fun of myself all day you know so that's it's important. All good. very important yes yeah. so we have a, a listener with us somebody has a question um i introduce yourself please Hi. Hello. Uh, this is Jen. My name is Jen. And Welcome, Jen. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I had some questions for Brandy, but as I'm listening, uh, this is just, <laughs> this, this is just <laughs> so, so many crazy stories. And um, the, I can't imagine how you keep up with all and remember everything. I guess, like you said, your friends remind you of stuff. But I have to say that this book has so many stories. I've I've got it. And you can open to anywhere in the book. It doesn't have to be in the at the beginning of a chapter. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me reading, I just opened a one page, and it just starts with, I started to swell meaning eyeball, uh, for the pain. Basically, I only had one functioning eye at this point, but luckily it wasn't my first rodeo of having weird anomalies wrong with my face while out of public. Fear of peeing on myself from the pain was also looming, and I was armed with, only armed with a date night purse, smaller than usual. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like how can you remember all these details? Well, that story, because at first when you started to to read that to me, I was like, oh, which story is this? Which story is this? And then I was like, oh, yes, that was my 
that was a, a date that I had gone on. Um, can you remember this? Because you feel the shame. You feel the, I mean, you know, I used to be, like when I was like 16, I first started to learn how to drive. If someone honked at me, I would be destroyed for days. And now, you know, I live in L.A., they get my middle finger. Um, but, you know, it's gross. Um, um, but at the same time, you're just like, you know, especially some of those were just so embarrassing. They were, and it just, you just, I carried that shame with me for a long time. But I think that's the other thing, you know, as women, you know, we feel guilty about things that we shouldn't have to feel guilty about. And it took me a long time to be like, you know, I, I can own this. I did this. Let's all laugh at it. But I don't feel shame for it anymore. But because I carried all the shame with that, I remember it because it lived in my head rent-free for a very long time. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, I had gone on my, I had gone through a really sad breakup with like the love of my life and it had been two years. A friend mm. of mine signed me up for a dating website. The very first guy that I went out with, just everything starts going wrong and it's Los Angeles. There's 4 million people here. And who do I run into in a city of angels with 4 million people? The, the one time I get to go out on a date with another guy is my ex-boyfriend with his new girlfriend. And so, of course, I'm upset. I'm crying. I call my mom Aww. in Kansas who is at a Walmart, Aww. and they're loading a cement beer uh, as one does from a Walmart at like 11 o'clock at night in the back of their pickup truck for a yard ornament. And I'm, I'm upset. And I literally say to her, why does Jesus hate me so much? And then, of course, I lose connection because I'm multitasking. I'm trying to park my car in a canyon, and I've lost cell service, but I don't know about it because I'm rambling on for like the next 20 minutes until I look in the mirror, my, my review mirror. And when I went on my date, I looked like I had been to the Caribbean because they had a nice bronzer on. But now from like my eyes down, I looked like I had opened the Ark of the Covenant and my whole face <laughs> had melted. And I don't have my, I'm, I have date night purse. I don't have my regular makeup bag. And um, I have nothing to wipe my face down with. So, I found um, an envelope in my car. I think it was like the DMV envelope. And I'm spitting on it to try and wipe the mascara that is now staining underneath my face. And that's when I inflicted a uh, paper cut under my eye. And so now I have blood <sighs> running down my face. And I've been gone from my date because we, we went from one location to the other but I insisted on driving because I'm like, you know, we all watched Oprah when we were kids and we're like, the body disappears at the second location. I'll drive. You know, I didn't know this person. It was my first date with him. So I drove, but now I've been missing for a good half an hour or so. And I have like a pink, soft, uh, pastel pink cable sweater on that I was trying to dab with the blood and it ended up soaking through the side of my sweater. <laughs> and I still had to go finish my, oh my date. Um, so that's what that story is that you were referring to. 
So, yeah, I remember that very well. <laughs> and everything <laughs> before it and after it, it, again, it lived in my head real free for a very long time. A very long time. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do, do you do you see stories in your head while they're happening? Do you just like relate it to like you said the Ark of the Covenant or something? Do you while it's going on? Um, it just depends. I mean, I've been you know knee deep in pop culture my whole life, so mm-hmm. I mean, so when things happen. Um, you know, even this past weekend, I was, I was in Kansas. Um, I was in Missouri and Kansas visiting my family, and my 96-year-old Cherokee Indian grandmother is at a retirement home, and there was an, you know, it was tough. It's tough for me to be in places like that. Um, and there was, there was a woman that was at the end of her table, and this is not a fun story. I apologize for that. But, you know, she only had one eye, and uh, I don't know what her hearing was like when she's just beating a cup for, like, hours. And it's like uh, it's like a Stephen King novel, and that's where my head, you know, and anybody that would walk past her, she would pick up a word and start just repeating it over and over again. So, like, if you guys were talking about, like, going jogging later today, she would start yelling, jogging, jogging, jogging. And I was just like, this is a Stephen King novel. And so, you know, and, of course, because I have been on a dead run for, what, two weeks now, I haven't slept in days. So, you know, to say I might be a little batshit crazy right now is we're close or we're there. Um, And so in my head, though, normally I can, you know, I'm good at – if you're playing bar trivia and you want, you know, you need a team member, I'm your lady. But for whatever reason right now, I'm like, I can't, like, what is this from? And all I'm like, Stephen King novel, Stephen King novel. But in my head, I'm like, this has got to be, it's something else, but I can't pinpoint it. And it will probably hit me at like five in the morning when I come sitting out of bed, like, what? And I'll be able to rattle it off. But it's just that it was, you know, it's uncomfortable, but that's, you know, that's where you that's where you go with it. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and you know, again, I try not to be mean towards anybody else. I can be, you know, I, and I'm not even allowed to be mean to myself. But I, there's a difference between being mean to myself and making fun of myself to make other people laugh, or especially if it's going to make someone else feel better about themselves. I'm like, well. Let me tell you about the time when this happened. And then again, it's just really easy for me to use pop culture references because, you know, even in the book, I make a comp, you know, when I get the blood on the, on my uh, pastel pink cable sweater that's like soaking through, I make a Roy Hobbs, uh, Robert Redford uh, kind of analogy from the natural, um, <laughs> where it's blood coming off the side of his jersey. And I'm like, because, I, you know, if my examples like that are more precise, then, you know, I guess it, you know, because even after we were talking earlier and I made the comment about all the jugs of lemonade, I was like, you know, what's probably more accurate would be like one of those liquid container 
semi-rigs that pulls up outside of, like, the 7-Eleven. That's how much lemonade I got. I have a semi-rig full of petrol oil, full of lemonade, that I'm more than happy to share with my friends and coworkers. Falcon. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my gosh. How are you? Thank you so much, Jen, for calling, for the wonderful questions. I'm so happy to hear it, and for, I hope your day is going great. And Randy, okay, well, you're you. an absolute example. You're welcome, you're welcome. You're an absolute you, example for a strong woman. <laughs> yes. I just love your story. I love your attitude towards everything what is going on in your life. You are absolutely amazing person and keep your head up, continue doing what you're doing and have you tried like a stand up comedy because I think you're going to have a lot of success doing that. Um, actually I do more to be honest with you, I've always done storytelling just because stand up seems to be mean-spirited, and especially as a woman, um, you know, I've done improv here for so many years, and some people look down upon it, but to me, it kind of like, it makes your mind move quicker, like, if this, then what, if this, then what, if this, then what, and you can just kind of start going faster, but I just remember, now, here's the thing, the Me Too movement is so important, it is so important, because I see the needle moving, but before, you know, even as a writer, I was told to my face, I wouldn't get a script because I had a vagina, not once, but three times. Another time I was told I wouldn't get a script because I was a woman. Now, in the middle of all of that, I had female friends that were doing stand-up, and somebody would, like, post, like, hey, this comedy club, we're, we're booking this night, we have 18 slots, you know, you know submit and try and get in. Yeah. Your male friends got in. All the guys got in. But they would be like, oh, huh. you know, you have 18 slots, but you're being told, you know, the different women uh, friends that I had that were doing stand-up would submit, and they're like, yeah, sorry, we already have the one female slot. And, I mean, that was mm. an everyday wow. thing. Clear up, uh, clear up right until, like, the whole Me Too thing. So between people kind of being mean-spirited and heckling, I was just like, I, you know, now again, I feel I'm so much stronger than I used to be. And, you know, I do have a sharp tongue and I can hold my own, but I don't want that. That's, I don't want to put myself in like a hostile situation where you have people drinking in the audience that think that they can just shout out and be rude to you. Um, which is why yeah. a lot of the comedians, when the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing happened, was like, holy crap, does somebody in the audience now think they can just walk up on stage and insult, slap, hit, whatever? And, you know, so I get that. Um, but, um, you know, we've all been to comedy clubs, and you know, before me too, and there was the heckling, and I was just like, I'm not strong enough mentally to handle that. But if you are storytelling, it's, it's a different dynamic. Um, it's the same stage, but it's a different dynamic on how you do it because you get – the audience gets on your side. 
and they're rooting for you. Um, and then especially when you pay off, you know, the story at the end, I mean, you people just would erupt and like cheering and screaming and it is the best feeling, but it was different for my female friends that were doing stand up. you know, you just, guys felt like they could just chuck a beer can up on stage, you know, and you're, it was just bizarre. And, um, I didn't want any part of it. So I could never do, I could never do stand up, but storytelling and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, yes, this is, this is my lane. I'm good at it. I have a shit ton of stories. Uh, some published, some not. So I'm getting ready to go into the sequel of the book. I'm fully armed. You know, it's even like storytelling shows. If um, you go there and you don't know what the topic is, and they have a wheel and they spin it, and or they pull a subject out of the hat, it's like give me a second to kind of do a six degree of separation. Like I pay, like you know, give me. I remember I had one time. It was something like. It, it was like uh, falling into a ditch, but I was able to tell the story of, you know, visiting, you know, my dad taking us to um, uh, Kansas City when we were young, and I we weren't allowed to have a pool because my dad worked in insurance, and he's like, if a neighbor kid fell in our pool and drowned, we'd be liable. We can't have a pool. I'm like, our nearest neighbor's 80, and they live a mile and a half away. Um, but it did, that was that was oh the thing so when we're like we're going to a hotel and they have a pool and I can't you know I'm going to do this I'm going to do this and my mm. dad's like oh please shut up please shut up and of course my sister's like oh my god put a muzzle on her I mean I did this for two hours like I'm going to do this I'm going to do this so we get to the, the hotel and I'm like half naked throwing on you know we're not even in the front door of the hotel and I'm like throwing bathing suit on and I'm like where's the pool and my dad's like, my sister's like, just go follow her so she doesn't die. Um, and here I am, like, sprinting out to the pool, you know, and I get through the gate and I dive in the pool and immediately realize that I have just dove into not the deep end, but the shallow end. And it is not a smooth surface. It's like the kind of rock, like painted rock surface. And my face is just scraped up against the bottom of it. So when I come up for air, I have like a racing stripe going from my forehead to my nose, to my lips, to my chin, and it's just bloody. Um, You know, so it's like, okay, there's my degree, like falling into this, but I'm like, oh, here's my example of what that would be. So it wouldn't be precise, but it can be within a degree or two. And then the audience is right along with you that they're like, oh, my God, how are you still alive? And I'm like... Safety gloves and helmets, everybody. <laughs> wow. It is a oh my miracle that I'm still alive. I get it. So we are out of time. You're absolutely amazing. I would love to have you again on my radio show. Can you share the website where people can very quickly find your book? Uh, Amazon.com has it. Um, that's Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-E-E. And Stillwell, three L's, S-T-I-L-W-E-L-L. And it's none of this is going according to plan. It is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And if uh, you go into Barnes & Noble and they don't have it, they should be able to pull the ISBN number up and order it for you if you wanted to get it from that store. 
Thank you so much, Ren, for being with us. Uh, thank you so much, Brandy. I wish you an amazing weekend. Stay strong. Continue to do what you're doing. Um, you are absolutely, absolutely great example for all the women. And I'm learning from you also, and I cannot wait to meet you here in Hollywood. And I had a yeah. great time. I hope the listeners too. And till next Friday. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.